Welcome to the Fantasy Hockey Players Podcast. Joe, how many holes does a straw have? Ooh, you're starting right out of the gate, eh? Have you seen this before? (laughs) Oh, I've seen it. I've gone back and forth so many times on it. <laughs> Me too. I, I I I can I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go two. I think I landed on two as well. But I can see why one because it's one hole at the top and it's continuous to the bottom. Yeah. But the way I look at it is, if you look at a tunnel, can you go into the tunnel through either hole? Yes. Either way. So technically, it's. It has two holes. Or is it just one big hole? (laughs) (laughs) One big long hole. (laughs) It's so funny. So I had like a, there was a Winnipeg Jets event, like an industry thing um, Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. And they had showed us a video of them asking the players as they were coming out onto the ice. (laughs) And because they, I guess for like TikTok every day, every before practice, they'll like have some question and whatever. That's Yeah. I've noticed the Leafs doing that too. Yeah. So... They had the question, and then as guys are walking out, they're like, one. It was just, it was split, right? <laughs> and then it's funny because, like, it didn't stop there. Then they had a shot of them, like, on the ice, and they were all huddled around. And they're like, are you, are you a one, are you a one hole guy or a two hole guy? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was so funny. And then one guy, I think Hellebuck or someone was like, but if you cut the straw in half, then how many holes? And one guy's like, four. And <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's its own straw then, so it still has two. <laughs> yeah, I, I was it was oh, uh, man. it was funny, so it got me thinking. But yeah, I could definitely see both ways. Yeah. Anyways, bud, it's just me and you today. Yeah, as you guys can hear, obviously it's only two of us. Yeah. The other two are. Uh, I have, who knows what they're doing? I don't know. You know the it's attendance around the All Star break. <laughs> it slips. It slips. Especially in Florida, eh? Especially in Florida. Yeah. That's okay. I hope Anth checks out some of the All-Star game. Oh, he better. It's like, come on, Anth. You're there, it's, but it's, you better. It's, it's in you your backyard. You must. Next week. I know, eh? Mm-hmm. Like, he better go to these All-Star game parties. He better get in with the right crew. Yeah. Come on. We've seen him part of some cruise since he's been down there so i'm sure he can get in these uh, all-star game parties how he's been on these kind of crew adventures let's say i don't know man this guy he he gets in with the right people he's living it up new life yeah and then meanwhile bry we got a text what at like 5 30 in the morning yeah just getting bed just getting to bed boys (laughs) You got to do you. <laughs> 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> oh, man. Let's just confirm that time. Uh, 4.53 a.m. There you go. Just getting to bed, guys. Do what you got to do. Uh, and the two married guys got to carry the carry the load yeah. here. Yeah, definitely. Because our, our responsibilities are... Uh, there's, 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 different yeah. let's put it <laughs> different um all right let's get into some hockey talk here we'll start with the fantasy players of the night like we normally do um and we will begin with clayton keller 
He had a Hattie and a 4-1 win over Vegas. Uh, Keller's got 41 points in 50 games. He's kind of, you know, getting it done quietly on a horrible Coyotes team. It's weird because the first half of the season for the Coyotes were, was, were interesting because they kind of had an unexpected start, let's say. Unexpected first half, first third. But they're coming back down to earth now. And obviously, if you have talented players on the team, they're gonna they're gonna score, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, he's having a quiet, you know, he's just under a point per game. So I think he's proven that that off like I think he his rookie year was really good. Then he had a off year, if I recall. Um, and people were like, you know, is this is was this the rookie year kind of bullshit? But yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, I think that was like also like people questioned his contract. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, if it was, I think he's seven and a half. Because they paid him mistaken. quick. Yeah. Yeah. So he had so sixty-five points in his rookie year. Um, then he went down to forty-seven, and then forty-four. So then people were questioning it, right? And then thirty-five and fifty-six, and then last year he had sixty-three and sixty-seven. Uh, now forty-one and fifty. So I mean, he's proven that he's worth rostering in most leagues. Yeah. But again, man, it would be nice to see him around a good team and see what he's capable of. You think he's one of the... The Coyotes have to hold on to some players. <laughs> like they're just not going to get rid of everybody. You would think. Right? I mean, even Schmaltz over there, man. That guy is like... My boy! 28 points in 34. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just justifying that horrible deal a couple of years ago. Oh, man. Now it's my turn to... T- I, I, that horrible deal got me Quinn Hughes, and now in our pool, but I have to trade him now. Yeah, which is funny. And, Anth chirped how many goals he has, and he, I, I think he's got five now, which is <laughs> which is a respectable total for a defenseman. For a defenseman uh, like Hughes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I got one Hughes for another. I'm trading out. I'm, I acquired one, and now I'm trading one out. Yeah, shit, man. Jack Hughes is a monster. Oh, he is. But yeah, sticking with that game, just because they beat Vegas, Eichel, what is going on there? Yeah, he's, uh, I looked at it, yeah, I looked at it, I think on Friday, because um, they were talking about it at work, and I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, I'm just going to pull it up, but I think he had, like, at that point, he had two points in his last eight games or something like that. Yeah, it's been it's been horrible. I mean, like maybe the stone being gone is really affecting him, but that's where I think it does affect him. Um, but it's strange because he didn't really play with anyone in Buffalo, right? Like, and he still put up points. That's what I was gonna say. It's like that. That's not an excuse for Eichel. Like Eichel no, should be able to generate sh- on his own. Hundred percent. So a little concerning there. I still think he's gonna turn it around and pop yeah, off pretty his- soon. He has two points in his last 10 games. Like, that's That's just... bad. That's bad. Because yeah. I have him in one of my pool, my other pools, too. And it's just like, in that pool, we can only keep three bodies. And he was going to be one of my keepers at the beginning of the year. But now, I don't know. I don't know where I stand. Yeah. I, if he's going to be... I think he'll be okay. We got a couple of questions on Instagram this week about him. And, like, he was included in a couple of trades going the other way. And I was just, like, to the people, like, Listen, you're trading this guy at his lowest. It's not a good idea. Yeah, unless you absolutely still get your value, you better you, you don't trade him. No, no, no. All right, moving on to our next fantasy player of the night, William Nylander. Two goals, two assists, five-two win over the Isles. 
Um, Nylander's leading the Leafs in goals with 27, tied for the league with Mitchie Marner in points with 58, 50 games played. You can argue he's been in the most consistent Leaf all season. Yeah. Right? Like, Marner had a rough start to the year. Matthews obviously hasn't done Matthews-like things. Tavares had a little dip, you know, at the 20-30 game mark-ish where he kind of slowed down a tad. But you can so you can honestly say that Willie has been the most consistent Maple Leaf this season. He has been. He's looked uh, he's looked really good. But in terms of like ranking them, you probably would still put him in that three hole after Matthews and Martiner, would you not? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't think I don't think, and I think just because he's ahead of Tavares, just because of age. Yeah, I agree. But this like, team, man, Joe. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to go into like a Leaf thing here uh i was at the game on wednesday uh, against you the were, rangers you were w- sitting pretty a, with the players what an experience man i was <laughs> front row so if you did you hear anything from the benches from that from that i know you were a few seats over yeah not really not yeah. really um but what's cool so like i was watching uh sports center and on one of the view because marner scored that ot winner on shesterkin mm-hmm. like on my side and one of the views, like you could see me in the back, which is crazy, yeah. right? Front row. One of the only, I think that was what the two goals, two of the one. how many goals was the only oh, one? It was only one. Yeah. Oh jeez, I, I thought he had one more in the in the middle there, in the in the frame, middle frame. But oh, well, all the goals scored on the opposite side of the rink, yeah. except for the only one that mattered. But yeah, yeah, it was a, it was an awesome experience sitting front row. But yeah, what I was gonna say is. And you're probably going to disagree, but I don't see this team going anywhere in the playoffs, man. <laughs> no? They're too, they're, they're too soft. They're not, it's still not built for the playoffs. Like, it's a different season, and they get fans and people so excited during the regular season. But at the end of the day, this team is built the same way. They're not dirty enough. They're not hard enough. Like, that's... You tried to revamp the bottom six. The bottom six is is really nothing special. I think this team think, needs to make major improvements at the deadline if they're going to compete with Tampa. I don't think Boston. major is. I don't think major is is thing because honestly, like you look at Tampa's, they're like I I don't think like Tampa. Yeah, Tampa has the studs, but I don't think their depth is as as good as they have been in the past. Well, the Leafs don't have cap- anything close to a Nick Paul. Yeah, right? but Nick Paul's a in Corey, their top six. A Corey right? Perry? No, he's not. No. Joe, well, okay, fine. If you want to slot he's playing him there. there, like he's the point is you have depth, like a Corey Perry that no that Leafs just don't have a player like him. Nick Paul, sure, if you want to put him up there, but Corey Perry, yeah, that was that was back then that was a mistake because all accounts Corey Perry wanted to come here, but we signed Simmons instead that year. We, I love it. They, <laughs> we, but yeah. Um, they, they, uh, yeah. Corey Perry, I'll give you, but after that, like the, between those two guys, it's just like I don't. There's not like if you're comparing like we, they took them to seven last year, and you can argue they were the better team. Vasilevsky was the only reason why they won that uh, series, right? We'll see. It's gonna be a um... and I I think they're gonna do something like because if they're planning to do what they gotta do and make additions like they say that everyone says that they're plan that they think they're gonna add on the forward and the defensive end 
then you got to honestly think that someone is moving out as well to make everything get rid of get rid of nice get rid of who cares oh no 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 i think nice is the only guy you can't joe if you're kyle dubas your job is gone if you don't get out of the first round anyway yes but you know what you also need you also need players to actually play that are making nothing because of where those salaries are (laughs) I understand. And Nice is one of those players. You need Nice. I understand that. Uh, anyone else? I think you can get. You can go. You can try to get. How rid many of. games of Matthew Nice have you watched? I. It's not. That's not the point. But like, you I, don't I, know I, what he is. No, but people do that watch know who he is. You just don't know how it translates to the NHL. No, uh, and that's a thousand percent. But with with all the account and all the 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 experts, what they're saying. Um, and that's what I'm going off of, you know, like, obviously, right. Yes. Cause we're not experts. I'm not watching Minnesota gopher games or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. like I'm just saying from that aspect, I think you need players that could, that at 850 K or whatever the league min is, you need those types of players to be in your lineup and kind of be effective. And it, from all accounts, nice is that. Because if you go trade him for a rental or even a guy that makes money, guess what? Nylander's up after next year. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And so I think you need a few of those players. Don't get me wrong. I think the first pick, if depending on the player that you're getting, gone. Mm-hmm. F- first round pick. Like there are. Like I think it's time to move on from Robertson to a, like if you're looking at a team that doesn't need him for this year because obviously he's gone for the year. I think, and the team values him, I think you trade him. His value is also as low as it's yeah. been. But don't don't kid yourself. There are GMs that sure. out there that They'll take still, a shot on him, sure. Not even a shot. Like They'll say they have an ego saying, we know this guy's a good, a good player. We want him. We know the value. And don't keep, like, Dubas is not stupid. He's not going to get rinse in a deal just to get rid of Robertson. Fine. Right. Yeah. Let's, we'll move off the Leafs here. But the yeah. college hockey thing is actually a, a good point to bring up because I think that season ends, uh, was it in March at some point? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, somewhere in there. It's, it's, it's the last few games. I can't remember how many games. Didn't, uh, Abrusese played last season or the season before a few games after his college year was done so you'll have some of those college free agents coming out Mm -hmm. like with all accounts there's one guy that apparently is rumored to be joining the team after his college days and that's uh, luke hughes jack and quinn's younger brother so in jersey so hey i'm just gonna throw it out there if i'm vancouver i'm selling if i'm jersey Let's get the Hughes boys together. Uh, to bring Quinn to Jersey? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That would be Nemich. amazing. They're, 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 what, their second overall pick from last year? Honestly, do it, man. All three of them on the same team would be amazing. All three of them on the same team together. Nemich is a, is a stud that people are, and you can give them to Vancouver. You can send them in the trade. Vancouver would probably love a young defenseman because who knows what their plan is doing you, over there. You might have to give up more than Nemich. You might have to yes. be like no, no, Zetterlind no. and Nemich or Holtz and, one. Holtz yeah, and yeah. Nemich. Yeah, 100%. But that's an idea. How cool would it be with three brothers on the same team? That would be amazing. 
but yeah, these these college guys. I don't know if you've looked, but I've looked. Like they're not on Yahoo's system no. at all. So because they're technically because they don't have an NHL contract, right? That's why. So um, like because when... I looked at I looked at Hughes. I was going to put him in my NA spot, but then I thought I'm like he doesn't have a contract with the NHL because he's in college. They can't. Yep. So these guys like be quick because they could be a sneaky little ad like Hughes and. You know, if Nyes ends up in a top six role and, and you know, the Leafs don't do much yep. in the deadline, like, there's another guy. So, um, yeah, something to stay on top of. I can't remember the date, but if it's before the deadline, which I don't think I don't it think is because the deadline is March 3rd, right? Yeah, yeah it wouldn't be before. So I'm not even going to say my point. Okay. Never mind. Good. Um, next is Chris Letang. Uh, great story here. He had two goals to assist, including the overtime winner in a 7-6 win over Florida. Uh, it was his first game back since injury and the passing of his father, and he had the OT winner. It was uh, it was a great yeah. story. Not much to say on the Tang. Like it's just not really. That, you know that Pittsburgh team is three headed monster kind of thing. Four headed monster. If you want to add Gensel in there, mm-hmm. he's kind of having right. a down year. Like twenty points in thirty two games. He's probably a little bit better than that. Yeah, and also you don't know like the the surrounding games of when he's come back and right. from in, like you know what I mean like he could affect them so you're right. Next, Jared McCann he had a goal and two assists, six one win over Vancouver. Uh, McCann's got twenty three goals, twelve assists, thirty five points in forty six games. I kind of like <laughs> in the fantasy player of the night post. I said, like, you know, I was going to give this guy some love. He's only 22% owned at the time. That's gone up 7%. But a lot of people jumping down our throats for that. I'm, I was like, listen, I was just giving him some love. They're like, oh, we, he's been streamed so many times in our league. He's so inconsistent. I'm like, okay, relax. Just, but that could be a good thing, too. Yeah. Right? Like, if he's streaming, if he's a streamer, he's available. You know, that means, like, he could, on any given night, because of his inconsistencies, he could be effective for you. So, yeah. we're just pointing out guys who's had good, guys who've had good nights, and he could have one on any point. Yeah, he's a, he's a good streamer. Next, Karel Vamelka. He had a 33-save shutout, 5 nothing win over St. Louis. Um, St. Louis, we could get into because it looks like that's going to be a sell job and a half. Yeah. Um, but Vamelka, 13, 17, and four record, 319 GAA, 907 save percentage. I think he's a good goalie on a, on a bad team. He's an interesting one. And we can, okay, so I want to get into this. It'll, it'll kind of coincide with the next fantasy player of the night. Uh, being Sorokin, but we're in the middle, I guess we could say, <laughs> of getting our I know where you're going. This. Getting our top ten <laughs> keeper goalies. I'll, I'll let you guess on which two we don't have the list for. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is why no post the two that aren't here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so mm. we won't we won't talk too much about it because I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot next week. He was in my consideration. Yes. And like he was sneaky. Because it's it's all depends on who he's playing behind, right? Yeah. If he gets traded to a pretty good team, Vamelka could be like a solid goalie. So yeah, that's a good point. Like going like coming up on the trade deadline and like these like kind of deeper, like mid to deeper leagues, 
if you're keeper in desperate guy. need of like a keeper goalie, he could become one depending on if he goes and where he goes. And don't wait for him to be traded and then go pick him up because yeah, that might be too late. Yeah, especially if your league has a lot of moves. Like, pick him up. Two, three, just, two, three days before the yeah, deadline or see. when you kind of feel it. Just just take a risk and maybe hold on to him for a week or two and, and see if he gets dealt and see who he goes to. Uh-huh. Like, I find in one of my other pools, like, that's uh, I'm, I have, like, three guys that are possibly trade eligible four guys and i'm like okay can something happen so i can kind of see what i can do here yeah but yeah no we'll talk about like kind of strategy around the trade deadline a little bit closer but that mamalka conversation is an interesting one as it relates to like keeper goalies but sorokin next 23 safe shutout two nothing went over detroit of course he was on both of our lists uh 238 gaa 923 save percentage I think if this guy wasn't hindered by the fact that he was on the Isles, who are have been horrible over the last couple months, he could be right up there in the top three. Like he's yeah, that like good. I, I think the top three is going to be unanimous. You're right, top four maybe. And maybe he could he could be close to what Hellebuck is if the Isles were a good team. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the team is hurting him right now. Mm-hmm. His value. Because that Islander team, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I don't know. They need to acquire some goal Talent? Talent. <laughs> yeah. It's a like better you way can't, of putting it. You can't win with a bunch of fourth-line players playing. That's a little harsh. I on think, your third line. I think a bunch of second-liners. How's that? Sure. Second and third-liners. Like They have one first-liner. Realistically, I was gonna say, how many first liners do they have? They have Barzal. That's it. Yeah, nobody else is there yet. Anders Lee's a good player, but he's a four, a five, fourth best, fifth best forward. He should be anyway. Yeah, Brock Nelson, man, Pajot, like Pajot should be a third line center. Yeah, he's not a top six guy. He is a third line center there, but the problem is like they're... Paul, Paul Mary, me, yeah, Sezikis, Martin, Bailey. Meh, meh. Beauvillier, Parise. <laughs> like, ugh. Like, this is not Parise that they should have drafted in 03. This is almost, what, 40-year-old Parise? <laughs> um, yeah, they got some work to do there. Um, next is Logan Couture on Saturday night. He had two goals, three assists, five points, and a 6-4 win over Pitt. Couture's one of those guys, man. He's quietly, like, has some serious value. 42 points in 51 games, 79 hits, 48 blocks, 119 shots. Guy does everything, and he just flies under the radar. Maybe his minus 17 hurts, but 43% owned is low. Very similar to a Keller. Mm -hmm. Like, playing on a bad team where San Jose can actually put up numbers. Like they actually put, can put offensive numbers up. The keeping it out of his net, their net is the is the concerning part there. But even but, still, um, like, why does so Keller's sixty seven percent owned? He has okay two less shots, so that's that's yeah, they're the same. Wash. But way less hits and blocks. Like why is he twenty six twenty four percent more owned than Couture? Like that doesn't uh, make any sense to me. No. Uh, maybe most leagues don't have hits and blocks. 
is my only con. But even if not, they should be the same like but, ownership. Uh, cl- very cl- yeah, right. Because they're they're basically the same player if you take out hits and blocks. Like, yeah, you know I mean, yeah, found that interesting. Like, and who and who do you, and who right do you trust? And who do you trust more, uh, the Sharks or the Coyotes? Sharks. Yeah, Absolutely. like that with Carlson. Like you can almost peg Carlson and Couture. Like if Carlson's getting a point, what seventy five percent of the chance that Carl uh, Couture is getting a point on mm. Carlson's point? Like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of the Sharks, man, it, see the rumors about like Meyer going to New Jersey. Yep. They, it seems like There's, that's gonna happen he's interesting like uh, there's there's gonna be a few teams in on on Meyer but it's gonna be interesting for him like with the whole qualifying offer like he doesn't really need to do the qualifying offer mm-hmm. um he can get traded and just sign a long-term deal and that 10 million is gone and then just he's guaranteed like whatever eight over eight eight and a half over eight that's just a safety net but whoever acquires him is gonna get he's very underrated Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to both on the ice and fantasy value, and he kind of does everything. And he's got like that, that playoff game, Light. you know. Yep. It'd be interesting to see if teams that are up against it, if they can somehow work their way into it. Like, would you not agree? He'd be a perfect fit, let's say, in Toronto or even Boston, maybe. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to money money right like this year they might be able to do it it's just depending on next year's yeah a lot of talk about the cap this past week (laughs) you know what i have unpopular opinion i actually don't mind the cap because man you were okay we'll save a lot of this for next week because i know brian has a lot to say on it i just feel like Okay, we're in Toronto, right? We're in a market where if there was no cap, we would buy a cup. How is that? Like, I feel like we're, because we're in this market, we feel like, oh, the cap's so stupid. I think it actually is good. See, the only thing I'll say to that is, yes, we're in a market here where the cap matters, but there's a lot of teams up against it. And if I'm not mistaken, I remember hearing a stat where 16 or 17 teams are into LTIR. Mm-hmm. That's over half the league. That's about half the league that are using LTIR because they're in cap issues. Yes. When, when half your league <laughs> is close to the top, then you, you, you have issues. Like, I, I don't know. I think there has to... Like, I get why the cap was brought in. And mind you, when the cap was brought in, I think the cap was like $39 million. <laughs> Which is wild. <laughs> when it, which is wild. I don't know how even it was... Anyways, like there can be so much, so many things done to open up. Yes, trading the trades. Yeah, and that's what keeps fans entertained. Like it just sucks that your team is stuck. But you can't really do anything if you're. Like, you know what I mean? Yes, but you can't have a system where it's like a free for all. Spend as much money as you want because that's not fair. No, but again, but why is it fair that a team? like Toronto, like New York, like Boston, or whatever team, rich, high-end team, can spend the same as as an Arizona team. Like, why is that fair? To maintain the integrity of the league. Okay, but why is the hard cap brought in? 
to maintain the integrity of the league. That's what they say. Okay, but if that's what it's, it's doing. Biz- no, but it's business related. Because if it was maintaining the integrity of the league, they would make they would get plans, they would do whatever, so they can make the league more competitive. Right. Well, that's they need to do that. The reason the hard cap is there is so that teams don't overspend, and those teams can filter money to the the low end teams. And and we all know Batman's love for like the South Floridas, the Southern markets, the Arizonas, the whatever. Yes. So the hard cap is there to help facilitate those smaller market teams. Well, guess what? If you have a luxury tax or something like that, a soft cap, and you have a luxury tax, if people want to go over and flex their muscles a little bit with, to a certain degree, I think you can, I think you could maybe cap the luxury tax or do something of that sort where you can't just spend 200 million. Uh-huh. You have to, yeah, there yeah, has to be where, rules in place. Yeah, where if you go over the cap and you're into luxury tax that money then is put in a pot and spread out between the other teams and they can facilitate still the same way yeah or before free agency every year someone pointed this out it might have been Ray Ferrer or Ferraro or someone every year before free agency June 25th you submit one contract that is franchise tagged that doesn't count towards the cap it just opens it up. You need to give these teams a little bit more flexibility. Now, I understand it's maybe has, it has a magnifying glass on this a little bit more just because of the fact that COVID just killed it. Mm-hmm. That was a main reason. I think we wouldn't be necessarily having this discussion as in-depth as people are if COVID didn't come into place because with all accounts prior to COVID, it was if we're looking into the future now, it would have been probably close to 100 million or at least 90 90 95 somewhere around there it would be probably about 10 million higher than it is now to be honest so that was a unforeseen yeah circumstance yeah yeah like i get why like again i get why they do it yes parody is part of it but i think it is more business related than anything else and don't kid yourself yeah it's batman for everyone that's that says but Batman works for the owners it's not the other way around mm-hmm. right so as much as the GMs and the coaches probably want more flexibilities the owner probably the owners probably like the hard cap for this reason yeah yeah we won't talk about more cap shit <laughs> yeah it was just you brought up a good point and I know it was going off in the group chat I uh I have an idea I've had to solve. Ta- well, there's no tanking in the NHL, Joe, remember? Hmm. So, hmm. but I have an idea to solve it, but I'll save it for next week. Okay. A little tease. We know Brian. Yeah, we know We know. Uh, certain people have certain takes on that. Yeah. Little, little tease. Guys, before we go any further, I wanted to once again talk to you about Bet Stamp. Now we've been you know, bringing it up for a couple weeks now. So you probably know what it is, but if you need a little refresher, again, it's like the Trivago for sports books. If you are on multiple sports books, shopping for the best line, Betstamp is the place to go to because you can view all those lines and see where you get the best one. And that's where you want to put your money in, of course. So this is uh, kind of how it works. Joe, let's, last time we did kind of like a game 
we picked a kind of a winner. I don't even think it went well, but we're going to try some different. So <laughs> today, and again, when you hear this, we'll probably know if we won. But um, today, I think it's Leafs, Washington, Carolina, Boston. Let's pick a let's pick a prop on one of the games. Let's say the Leafs, Washington game. Okay. Who do you who do you like to score? I'm going to go off the board and say T.J. Oshie. T.J. Oshie with a goal. All right, so. What you would do, you think TJ Oshie's going to score, go on the BetStamp app, you hit into the Washington and Toronto Maple Leaf game, find player props, go to TJ Oshie, and if you think TJ Oshie's going to score a goal, you check all the lines, and Caesars Sportsbook has the best odds for TJ Oshie to score a goal, plus 290. Almost three times your money right there. So, because he said that, I'm going to do a little sprinkling on Caesars. <laughs> Actually, on Bet99. I'm going to sprinkle on Bet99. We are also affiliated with them. Bet99 is at 250 A little bit less than Caesars. But in this instance, when you don't have any affiliation, because you probably don't, we do. But anyway, that's how you would kind of do it. So, TJ Oshie plus 290 on Caesars. Pretty good return there, Joe. Let's see if you're right. Let's go, Teej. I just picked him up in my yeah. in one of my other polls. <laughs> so that's why I threw him out there. I need a power play goal from him. <laughs> all right. Tonight. Everybody will be checking for you. <laughs> um, all right, guys. If you want to get started on BetStamp, uh, download the app and use the referral code FHB. Let's get it. Do her. All right. A few injuries this week, starting with Austin Matthews. That was probably the big one. Biggest. Uh, knee sprain. He's going to be out a minimum of three weeks. The minimum word is very concerning for owners and Leaf fans, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know. They they've been using that word a lot this year. Like they used it a lot for. I think the TJ Brody's last injury, minimum this. I think they used it for Riley as well, minimum four weeks. You're right. It's better to be conservative at the end of the day. Like like what's the difference? Minimum if you say minimum three weeks or four to f- three to four weeks. Like, is there yeah. a big difference? No. You're around that three-week mark, give or take mm-hmm. two, three days early or late. Mm-hmm. But the good news with that is we have the All-Star break, the the team break. So including tonight's game, Matthews is only expected to miss five under that timeline. So it's Which not he already missed one, so a total of six. Yeah. So it's not super. Not the worst. Um, a couple other ones here. Um, Mikheyev for Vancouver, done for the yeah. year, shutting him down. A little concerning there. Somebody on Twitter said, like, what's really concerning here is not that the whole teams don't tank thing, but that he was playing on this injury, um, and they've had, like, medical malpractice earlier in the year with Pearson's hand, and it's not a good, not a good look there in Vancouver. Yeah, but... I know this happens. This this happens. He had it. He suffered a minor injury in preseason. It happens. Obviously, I think he he actually came out with a statement. um, Mikheyev did and said he was like he couldn't hurt it anymore and do any more damage to it. So he wanted to play with it and see what. And obviously, now that the Canucks season really kind of doesn't matter Mm -hmm. the rest of it. So shut her down. Get her ready for next year. Yeah, just seemed a little odd. Um, next, uh, we had Josh Norris. He was done for the year. Of course, he tried his shoulder without getting surgery. 
didn't go well. After three games, they shut him down. So Norris out for the season. Ridley Gregg jumped in, playing with Giroux on the second line. He doesn't look too bad. So a very deep league ad. I, I don't mind uh, Ridley Gregg. You had a primary assist there. Yeah, he looks all right. Uh, Matty Beneers, not a lot of information on him. Uh, looks like he might have suffered a concussion. Head on the ice, it looked like. Yeah. That's what it was. So but. we'll see probably after the All-Star break. Um, Robert Thomas for St. Louis is day-to-day. Noah Dobson after All-Star break. Uh, Nyquist, probably one of Columbus's trade chips out indefinitely. Matt Murray, not a lot of information on him, but given his injury history, there's definitely concern for owners. Didn't seem like anything. It wasn't a flare-up, or it wasn't uh, the abductor from earlier in the year. It was a different flare-up. That guy is, he's like... Here's know. a thought. Here's a thought. With put him on long term IR till the end of the year. Bring him back in the playoffs. Yeah, cool. You have ten mil you have ten million in cap room with Muzzins to go out and acquire a guy. And then yeah, you're gonna have a cold goalie going in on game one. No, because Samsonov's your guy. Uh hmm. we'll see. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and then Max Pacioretty, his timeline came out eight to nine months. That would put him on pace to begin the regular season next year, which is nice, which is good, uh, but mm, might be tight. Approach with caution. Yeah, that's um, one of those guys is going to be spending all offseason rehabbing. Not a good situation for his outlook next season. Uh, Joe, should we get to some questions? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, Rapid fire. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, first question is from... Okay, well, this one isn't one I sent you, Joe. One recently that came in. It's, uh, will Shesterkin's play improve after the All-Star break? Guys, we, we know fantasy hockey. Uh, we're not Nostradamus. <laughs> but chances are, yes. I mean, yeah, it's Shesterkin. I'm going to put my money on more of the yes than, not, than no because... He is just jerking with the with. Uh, as the season goes on, you do get tighter games, right? The everything tightens up, whether it's defense, goaltending, everything. Mm-hmm. So the numbers will be better. The Rangers will be better. The good teams, the good players, tend to get better as the season goes on. Yep. Um, okay. Next question. Here's how we're gonna do this, Joe. I'm gonna read out. Somebody's stat line, and you tell me who it is. It's a goaltender. 13 wins, 13 losses, 5 OT losses, 286 GAA, 893 save percentage. All right, I kind of know who this is just because of the fact that he was my comeback second half player of the year in the midseason award show a couple weeks ago, and I know those numbers. Uh, That's Markstrom. and. And uh, so far, not so good on my production uh, that he's going to be better than he was. But it's only been two weeks, three weeks, whatever it's been. It's been bad. It's been bad. And um, yeah, and uh, yeah, this question's from Av Wout on Instagram. Scale of one to ten, how bad has Markstrom been for Calgary this year? It's been about a one. Uh, or oh, sorry, gonna... no, you're right, ten. It's been a ten. Uh, based on like popular expectation, I'll say it again. I never expected Calgary to be good. I thought they were going to be bad, and they are. But 
yeah, it's been a 10. He's been horrible. Let's move on. I should say the first question about Shesterkin was from Simon underscore best 16. Shout out on Instagram. Next, hauling the mail 29. Popular listener. What's up, buddy? Lundell worth a pickup with first line placement in the Sunshine State or is his stay short lived? Lundell's been playing with Barkov for probably two to three weeks now. Seems like they like him there. I mean, Florida's been playing a lot better over that span. So he might get a pretty long rope in that spot. Yeah, and until he's off that spot or out of that spot, why not? It doesn't hurt. Yeah. It does not hurt one bit. I would. Why not? Um, and then our last question from Kenneth Swordson, nineteen eighty-two. Making us do homework here. I know this was this uh, one. We have to. We have to talk <laughs> about this one. Uh, who is the player with low ownership who can win the cup for you? I assume that means your fantasy championship. We'll say that first. Yes. Uh, so go. You go ahead first, Joe. No, like, firstly. A guy with low ownership, I don't know how much an impact that person will make on on your fantasy team to win you a championship. And if you are, it's a little troubling some. But there are little nuggets. And the way I look at it is it's almost like a a big picture battle of the bargain pick kind of deal. Now, he's not under 20% owned, which we kind of normally did in past seasons. But for me, my guy to keep an eye on and to maybe look to is Evan Rodriguez in um, Colorado. He's 27% owned. He has 10 points in his last 11 games, playing on the top line with all the injuries there, obviously, or the top six. He's getting power play time. And who knows what's going to happen with Landis Gog. Yeah, he's scheduled to come back, but who knows if they pull a Kucherov in Tampa and kind of push him further down the line. Mm-hmm. He probably wants to get some games in just for his own sanity. But for now, he could be a perfect ad to go to help you in your league. His actually, which I don't know, we had this discussion before the show, Mike, his percent, his, his um, percentage owned his is going, went down 13% last week. Mind boggling. Must have but, been a sure. Must have been a Sunday stream situation. Everybody dropped him after. That's the only thing I can think. Yeah, who knows? Um, no, that's a good one. Mine. I'm going to double down with my second half comeback candidate from our midseason fantasy award show, and I'm going to go with Ryan O'Reilly. Twenty nine percent owned. He's probably going to get traded to a, to a cup contender, and you know it's a contract year. I think he's got a lot more to show. Wants to make some money next year. So that would be my guy. Low ownership. Well, he actually came out not so long ago and said he, he'd take less to stay in St. Louis because he wants to stay there. Yeah, he's he's good as gone. Got to be. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the week ahead here. I mean, <laughs> what there is in it. Should we, I was going to say, should we just say, look carefully. It's a two-week matchup with the buys in the All-Star week. It's very scarce are on you, certain days. Are you okay? I'll, I'll let me run qu- through it quickly, then I'll ask you my question. So, Carolina is the only team that plays twice next week. Um, next week, week fantasy week again, like Joe said, it's two weeks long. Um, so 
on Carolina, maybe Jarvis, maybe Stahl. Those guys might be available. Noahson, um, possibly. Right. Yeah, he's another guy. He's getting time with the top power play unit continually. So he's another yeah. guy to look at. Uh, two games there, so not bad. And then uh, Boston, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, Washington, Winnipeg, Columbus, Buffalo, L.A., and St. Louis. They all play once. Um, so what is that, 10 teams maybe there? Yeah. And then the rest don't play. So very like monday there's one game tuesday there's three games wednesday there's two and then we're on the all-star break um so joe knowing it is a two-week matchup in most leagues i should say i don't know what your structure like but in head-to-head leagues it's a two-week matchup are you using one of your moves now again it depends but if you're in like a really competitive league there's probably a limit to the amount of moves you have and now because your moves are for two weeks now, not for one, are you going to use one for the first Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday part of the of the week? You could probably get away with using one. Like in our pool, we have three, right? You could probably use one here and then keep two for the pre, for the next. Yeah. For the, 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 the following week. Yeah. I, I think I'd be reluctant to use any just because... Like the guy, whoever you pick up won't help you next week because then they'll be on an extended break after the mm-hmm. All-Star break, you know? So, yeah, I would just be mindful of who of who it is. I think if it's like a Jarvis, if you get two games out of somebody in, in a three-day first part, I think Window. that's pretty good. But, yeah, because even coming back around after the break, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're like pretty light. It's not a lot of hockey playing. And keep an eye on your goaltending. If you have a certain amount of starts and games reached, because if teams only play a, a limited number of games in these two weeks, you might see them play their backup just to get their backup sometime. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you might be just make sure you get your games in. So yeah, we have the All Star break coming up. That's our homework: is watch the All Star break. Um, Brian, if you're listening, you have to watch the All-Star break. <laughs> the game, what? the skills. Every second of it. Yeah. Even if you have to stay up till 6 in the morning, because we know you can. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, we'll chat about that next week, among other things. Um, but for now, Joe, yeah, that's the episode. If you have any closing remarks, now is the time to say them. If not, we're going to pack up shop. No, I think we hit everything. I think we hit everything. All right. Good stuff. Guys, thank you for listening. As always, we will be back next week. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.